Blakeman getting through this on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And I'm Tom Saunders in New York's Flatiron District, where I've been listening to my girlfriend invoice clients for Yes Cleaning, just one of Sandy's many businesses. But it is a cleaning company that changed my life. Before COVID, Yes was the top-rated cleaning company in Manhattan. Sandy's 20 employees were devoted to their work and cleaned famous art galleries, cutting-edge advertising agencies, video production companies, and Teddy Roosevelt's house, a national monument, (laughs) and my apartment. Sandy is a very business-minded owner who I had only a brief contact with, uh, originally, always begging for her people to clean my apartment at the last minute, and but she would eventually become my lover. I did not know until months after our initial date that the middle-aged Chinese man who was Sandy's ex-husband, Ming, he was the one who uh, cleaned the house, and, and, um, and apparently he told Sandy that I was a nice customer and he liked my apartment. My niceness turned out to be one of the many things that had to go right in order for the magic to happen that would lift to a wondrous level of pleasure and delight my life. I had to be single. In the course of the conversation, I had to be so charmed by her, I asked her out to dinner. She had, she had to be single and she had to comply. Serendipity has always played a role in meeting women with whose relationships I've defined my life. The only thing that is certain about any of the initial encounters is that it would have never happened if I had tried to meet Margie, Cece, or Sandy, all the women that I've had major relationships with. Never would happen online. Does that make me a romantic winner or just an an anachronistic throwback to the pre-digital days of meeting cute? Well, Tommy, there's nothing anachronistic about boldly asking out a woman you only know as a voice at the other end of the line who just happens to be the head honcho or the cleaning company that keeps your flat iron apartment spotless. What you did, Tommy, makes you indeed a romantic winner. In my book, well, although I haven't actually started that book yet, you texted me shortly after that first date with Sandy and... Well, I wish it was included in the batch of Tucker Carlson text messages in the Dominion trial so I could read your glowing opening date review right now. (laughs) Cute. Aptly describes you and Sandy. And this relationship columnist believes that even in this digital dating age, which frankly is not as exciting as the space age, there's still a lot of cuteness to go around. And to even be displayed at your forthcoming Museum of Cuteness up in Wyndham, New York. Tommy, we're lucky to have Sandy and Ginger, two modern women whom everyone we know calls a keeper. Oh, Scotty, that's, it is truly remarkable. When I think of the the randomness of it all, uh, of the randomness of when I met my wife 30 years ago at a bar in uh, the East Village. Just, I mean, one minute later, one minute earlier, my life would have been completely different. And the same thing with this. Uh, It is interesting to be introduced to someone by that person's ex-husband, but that was the case. Yeah, and little did you know that at the I, time. Little did I know. And 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 if where we were to do a whole special week of podcasts about this topic, our listeners would learn that Ming is uh you you were you know around him quite a bit and and even 
for a while. He helped Sandy run the uh, Fairlawn Inn uh, uh, upstate, and you were around. So it's uh, so I never, rest- I, I didn't meet him uh, subsequent to yeah. uh, our getting together, which is uh, uh, fortunate, actually, because you're right. All of those things are true. Uh, I've had a lot to do with that hotel that Sandy runs up in Wyndham, that Victorian little masterpiece. And um, and so has Ming. But we our paths never crossed uh, since I started dating Sandy. It was only beforehand. And I think about how important it is to be nice. Like if you're just a nice person, like I never was, I can't imagine, you know, somebody being crabby to somebody who's cleaned your apartment. I just think oh, it's no, a no. gift that they, and I never was. And I was always, I always got out of his way and I always told him what a great job he did. And so he, that worked to my favor as far as, um, you know, because he reported back, oh, you know, he's got this he thought I had a big apartment, which is also helps me uh, uh, as far as getting a date with Sandy. Well, yeah, because that those are the the studio studios not 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 a help not a help at all. Two bedrooms no. that's what we need. And uh, but actually, in the, but you go this harkens back speaks to what we speak of often, Tommy. Respect for the the working man. The, the, yes. the, the and and what some would call and this word should be stricken from the English language menial labor. Which uh, uh, you know I don't know how that that actually defines, but to us, we exalt the, the delivery people, the cleaners. I mean, that Ming was more important than if some, you know, guy from Morgan Stanley showed up at your door and said, Tom, can I have a conversation? You, you could be fine without speaking to him, but if Ming didn't show up, well, you know, that would be a different situation. And you have to show up. That's the other thing. This is a kind of job you have to show up for Yeah, at, at cleaning. Uh, there are certain jobs, it's, it's interesting, uh, um, laboratory jobs, those are jobs you have to show up for. Uh, uh, but so much of office work, people don't are finding they don't need to show up in offices. And that has had a huge detrimental effect on Sandy's, um, uh, you know, office cleaning business, which seemed like such a smart move when she started it and it was you know what oh, yeah. what's what's something that you'll always need they sat down at her she and her family what is something that we'll always need um she had had a business beforehand that's thrived but then went out of business because of various huge events like 9-11 or the banking crisis which ended her her uh, real estate business 9-11 ended her uh, dressmaking business uh, so these major, major events and then COVID and it's now has ended her or has re- drastically reduced her office cleaning business. But that is we've said on this program that she immediately uh, because always keep working, uh, no choice. Uh, she and her son found this property and, and she had never had any experience in any aspect of running an inn and has turned it into this incredible place where the guests be, love her. And I don't say that in a flip way. They literally no. love her. Rightfully so, and that you see it in their in their uh, when they write comments, uh, they just uh, it, she is the star of that experience, and they uh, and so yeah, she, they uh, whatever her small businesses are, she succeeds. She worked very very hard at them and takes them very seriously. If you've ever tried to make a bed, and I have tried to make a bed with Sandy in her hotel. <laughs> Everything is no corner to corner. Make it perfect. Make the sheets just right. The pillowcases just right. Corner to corner. That you know all these things that that everything is clean. Everything is is neat. 
uh, and that's this incredible um, uh, um, devotion to her jobs that, uh, thank God, and that's how I met her, because uh, she could always be relied on to to clean the apartment even at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. And, but it was, and, but yeah, but it was quite a. They always use this expression. We should come up with a whole uh, thing of what is the new. You know how they have these cities now. What to see instead of Venice? You know something comparable because it's not that crowded. How about right. expressions? I was going to say, well, that took a leap of faith to call her, but well, what we have to come up with the new second expression, you know, instead of using the, the old cliche, but would you, I remember when you said uh, you spoke to her and you were going to ask her out and, and you met at a, was it a restaurant in, in New York's Chinatown or? Yes. Or, and, a very good Chinese restaurant that yeah. she knew about being Chinese. And uh, it's fun when you go to restaurants and she can order in Chinese. Oh, yeah. Nobody is ever impressed that she knows Chinese, by the way. It <laughs> always surprises me. They never, oh, wow, you speak Mandarin too. No, it's just, they just take they it for assume granted. that, yeah, that's it, you know, what she that's does. Very surprising. But, and we actually have film of that initial, uh, that initial encounter. Oh, really? See, the evolution of her smile, which is fascinating, Scotty, because she starts out with this fairly professional smile. She's taking a client out to dinner. She insists on paying because uh, she wants to keep this a client professional relationship. But, um, you know, that was not the last date. And Scotty, I could never have gotten met these women online. You you're it's different with you. Somehow, I think you uh, you, well, you have was, a good uh... presence, but I, I could never, ever do that i could never have met this if i had to put my credentials and my photograph and well it's only i've only had if i can recall like one long-term relationship obviously including a ginger now where uh, uh i've met online i think it's ginger's really the first the, the long term I mean, when i was married that was a meeting up uh you know it's at a wedding and that kind of thing which was what was done so it's all Possible. And actually, it's all really, again, here's the expression we'd like to think of another one, a crap shoot, which, yes. by the way, I don't shoot craps. And, no. Uh, and by the way, it's the most intimidating form of gambling, craps. <laughs> if you've ever been at a craps table where everybody's, no, are you going to push or are you going to go back? Well, what are you going to do? You know, everybody's like, you, you, if, you're, if you've got the dice, you're the guy, you're the, and you're supposed to do things right and and I, I mean, crap scares the heck out of me. So yeah, yeah. when somebody says it's a crap shoot, my I, my uh, my blood pressure goes up. Oh yeah, and and again, we need new expressions because uh, the ones that don't involve gambling. I don't even know how to shuffle cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Discussed. So and I did, yeah. and, and I've done that on network television where I failed to to even. Set, I can't even when the even when the magician goes, okay, pick a card, any card. I'm, I'm nervous at that. Yeah, because maybe you'll pick too many cards. Pick too many cards, or I'll drop them all. Or I, I, I really, <laughs> I don't like anything involving cards or gambling. No. I mean, well, gambling, I used to do maybe the quarters, which they don't even allow you to do anymore in the slot machines. Like the slot machines. I, I knew how to do it. But Tommy, again, getting back to this yep. meeting cute, which is, um, I, I don't know if people use that expression. I like that expression. By the way, I have a new film, Sandy, Evolution of a Smile. <laughs> and again, it's a foreign film. It's, it's actually yeah. done in Mandarin and English. Yes, yes, <laughs> and 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 the smile is the is the key to it all because it, you do go from you can see her go from that professional smile that she has to this million dollar super hundred watt smile that she has that she can, you know, that just is um, 
nobody in my family has this kind of smile. <laughs> I certainly don't. It's it, we're always kind of, and you see people who smile for the camera, and sometimes I mean, I've I have a psychiatrist friend who can't smile in a way that doesn't look ridiculous, and you're he's a psychiatrist. Uh, shouldn't psychiatrists know how to smile? Scott? You would think, unless that's why they went into therapy to hopefully get answers. But you know, Tommy. Uh, but they should have gotten the answers by the time they they become a psychiatrist. <laughs> you would think so. No, the smiles are great. And and people ask me, you know, in the press when we do junkets, you know, what was the first thing that uh, uh, you know drew you to Ginger when we met? And on that first date, I mean, there's many things before and since that are wonderful about her, but her smile, and it really yeah. is this. Uh, you know, it almost had that kind of tingly where you see. The, the stars coming out of it, that kind of thing. And yeah, just, yeah. And it really just, right from there, she had me, she had me on the smile. Yeah, wow, isn't that interesting? Same thing uh, in my case. I mean, Sandy really controls the world with her smile. Yeah. Uh, and, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that part, that's the type of thing that wouldn't necessarily come across on, uh, dating unless you have this picture of somebody smiling and looking you know like they really meet the key is to look is to make is to bring out the happiness in a person and oh, exactly. i feel like i do that and so i contribute to her smile oh I, well smile really it's, it's so... and, and when i see her smile i feel a certain amount of pride and oh. i i help make that so. oh exactly and i i ginger too but in general that is the most important thing it's it seems like it's it should it should be known but it's not if you I look back now, and if you're with a woman, especially a, a woman, and she's smiling, uh, you know, it really means the world because you don't, a smile is not, I mean, yes, it's the forced, short, you know, business smiles, but a real smile, a 100-watt Sandy smile, if you could induce that, then uh, you're, you're doing okay. Incredibly okay. And, and it is amazing how hard it is for people like myself and, and, and many people that I know who are highly educated people, they don't educate <laughs> you to, do, to, to know how to smile. Harvard especially doesn't do that. Harvard is very bad. Brown, it turns out, uh, in the case of my psychiatrist friend, who <laughs> has this absolutely ludicrous smile uh, in, in, when he, posing for his uh, picture. Sandy always turns on this perfect, I won't say perfect, it's way better than perfect smile. And uh, I, I remember, I mean, sometimes uh, it smiles, bad smiles can be very off-putting. My father had a kind of scary smile at times. <laughs> it was way too big. And I remember a woman on, on this train, we took up the, the Orient Express, very uh, fancy train. You had to dress yeah. up for dinner on the wow. dining car. I think I may have mentioned this uh, from uh, Singapore to uh, through um, Malaysia to Thailand. And Malaysia is a land of beautiful smiles. People and, and Thailand is actually famous for it. That, that's become part of their um, national uh, policy is, is the, you know, the country of smiles. And they're very good at it. They know that it has to do with the eyes as much as the mouth. And they're, and, and, but I was amazed at how Malaysians would come out and just wave at the fancy train with its dining car. Each table had its own little club lights. And, but they would wave and smile. However, Scotty, on the train, there was this British, a lot of British people. And British people can be amazingly cold and unfriendly. And, and there was one woman who had this plastered on little British smile that I grew to detest by the end of the trip. <laughs> so 
that was a fascinating contrast in smile, Scotty, that I share with our listeners. No, and it's fascinating. And again, the smile we take for granted, but we're we're going deep, and, and it's not yeah. even sweeps. Which it's actually coming up to the sweeps <laughs> period, although they don't seem to have them anymore. But uh, I, my smile, essentially, Ginger always implores me to show my teeth. She'll say, and I'm used to doing the the broad. Cleat by mouth. Every picture of me is the same, essentially. Even like, okay, let's take another one. I keep the same thing. It's the you know smile with the teeth, mouth with closed. The, you mean with she, your lips together? Yeah, it's lips smile. together. Uh, and uh, there was a play, the lips together, teeth apart, or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, sure like, uh, But she always says, show the teeth, and I just, uh, I have my first headshot when uh, from NBC's Funny People, 1988. Not my first, but one that they did. Uh, that mm-hmm. one I did show my teeth, but uh, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I like to do the clothes one. So you remember the one yeah. headshot where you showed your teeth? I believe that was the only one, and that was. And for- and, and, and do, did it work? I mean, was it a good? It was headshot? a good. No, it was very good. In fact, it's still. I believe. I, mean, I haven't been there while the comic strip. You know, I kind of. I think you should have your oldest headshot there because it, they're always going to be out of date anyway. So why not have one that's really out of date? But yeah, I think that was my, yeah absolutely. Of course, that's my favorite hair. one. Uh, yeah, uh, I had, uh, and that's the one that, that that's on at the. I, and, I believe and for people listening and, uh, a thousand years from now, the comic strip yeah. was a very important comedy club in New York City for for many years, and uh, uh, yes, yeah, I, 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 I had makeup on too because it was uh, you know for NBC production still, so I remember that uh, very very well. But but, but yeah, I, I want to just get drill, yeah. drill down a little bit on this, Scotty, because yeah. it does occur to me when I think of the beautiful smiles of the Malaysians and the Thai yeah. people and the. Uh, awful little sort of steely pseudo smile of that British woman who I can't get her smile out of my head. There's the other kind of well-meaning person who smiles a big gummy smile <laughs> where there's lots of gums. It's, uh, uh, yeah. it, you know, it, it used to see um, uh, the, uh, it, I mean, s- some people, I was, uh, Donnie Osborne. Uh, is that his name? Uh, Donnie Osmond. Osmond. Donnie, yeah. thank you, Osmond, and his sister had big gummy smiles. And I think they were, uh, you know, showing just, I mean, the, the showing too much gum is, uh, I think, vulgar. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, it's some, well, some people have work done, so it doesn't show that. But, you know, smiling. Well, well, you mean, how do, how do they have I work? Believe do they reduce their size of their gums? Well, I think that Donnie and Marie, I've always, I always had a crush on Marie. I think she just yeah. had a great smile i don't think you, you did think so i, I don't think i, I don't always thought they the, were too gummy yeah i don't remember seeing the gum well maybe i just focused on other things i didn't remember the gum maybe you just were in love with marie osmond and and you, you're the love what is it they, they say love sees no gums love you know love conquers all gums <laughs> love, and, uh, yeah, love doesn't care about gums it's not, yeah, no, it's, those those a, are, that, that's a saying that probably doesn't exist it now exists not anymore no it had its day but uh but we could <laughs> oh, we it did exist you're saying yeah it definitely love did has exist. no love doesn't care about gums it's kind of a clunky saying well I, the I american dental association had that for the instructional posters in the 40s but then it you know just didn't catch on during the war effort but uh, but healthy gums are supposed to be a a, a good thing Right? Oh, absolutely. So, well, so look, your father was a dentist. You yes. certainly know this very well. well. Gum health is very important. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, you yeah, don't so. have a gummy smile. That's good. No, that's, well, I don't. Uh, well, again, because I keep the mouth closed. You don't even have a toothy smile. Yeah, Sandy no. has a toothy smile. You see every one of her teeth. 
and it is absolutely genuine and it's it, it's a very attractive smile and that's the mystery of attractiveness because some people the, the person who has the gummy smile i think of some waspy types that i've known over the years that have this great big smile that shows not all only their teeth but their gums and i think how sad for these people they probably are very as i said very well educated but nobody at harvard since it used to be these schools were finishing schools for adults, yeah. Yeah. you know uh, for men as well as women and that you, you would learn the ways of the gentleman and of course you would learn how to have a, a, a an intelligent looking smile no more they have these dumb gummy looking smiles for people graduating from top schools that's a conversation this nation has not had and another one that look at our elected officials uh, Barack Obama has a wonderful smile. Donald Trump has this incredibly forced, if you look at uh, photos where he's posing with people, yeah. it's, it's incredibly fake, almost fake and scary. Fake, like, eh, hey, hey, I'm smiling big. And then, yeah, and yeah, oh, you want me to smile? Here's my smile. Almost seems sarcastic. No, it's totally fake. Ron Santos doesn't even bother trying to smile. And I think if you're not uh, able to smile, uh, you know, and it's interesting, too, I sometimes not a, a smile can actually lose you uh, work there's uh, ashley parker the fine washington post journalist who used to be a mainstay at on msnbc and again i don't watch msnbc a lot so maybe she is back she was on with brian williams a lot and she's very smart and and good but she had a thing where she would have a very plain no expression and switch to a huge smile in a split second and then quickly pull it back there was no gradual thing it was a little um uh, unsettling and maybe uh, I don't see around it, but it really went from just very serious to big smile and then back again, almost like you're pulling something. I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can totally uh, imagine her in my head. I hope our listeners can as yeah. well. And so did, did, are you saying that that actually cost her? Well, I, again, I don't know if she may still be on. And again, uh, I so haven't those... seen her in a while, but yeah. was well, there does, some it's, news it's... To, to, that Ashley Parker's smile gets her booted from Well, the uh, quickness CNN? from straight face, very serious, big smile, instead of a making your way up slowly. And again, yeah. we're part of the stand up for Ashley Parker movement. We're not people going, look, these two men are just talking about a fine journalist about her smile. <laughs> do you talk about, uh, you know, Brian Williams smile? Yes, we do. And the answer yes. is yes. So yes. Be, because we do, we can talk about Ash Ashley, what's her name? Uh, Parker, I believe. Parker's smile. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, I'm going to... Uh, the, the, the uh, woman that does uh, CBS's more uh, Sunday morning show. Oh, uh, 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 Margaret. Uh, uh, does Margaret the, Brennan. Nation, Margaret Brennan. Yes. Yes. Margaret Brennan has one of those quickly evaporated smiles that <laughs> that that is I, I don't quite get. It's the smile that basically shows that it's not a smile at all. It, it, it she's it, it's it comes and it goes in the course of a single sentence <laughs> yeah. and it's it's there's something about it that seems like she's uh, uh it doesn't seem like a real smile but it seems like a power manipulation uh the uh, and i wonder if that's the problem with the the, the that other woman that you were mentioning uh well uh, actually i think just I, I, I hers seems more benign i don't really know this one doesn't seem benign it yeah. seems very controlly i can't fully yeah. explain it there was a very good ad on uh, years ago, a couple of years ago about um, uh, don't get mad, get um, what is it? Some investment company where the guy where a guy's standing in in um, 
in an airplane and a beautiful, um, we used to call them stewardesses, a flight attendant, yeah. very beautiful, smiling at him, comes towards him and then shuts the curtain and the, at his first class is there to make you realize that you don't, you're not flying first class, something oh, like yes. that. And she turns around and her smile turns into bitch face right <laughs> away. Uh, uh, and, and then goes back into, and that's the magic of looking beautiful. You can pull that off. You can make these smiles that are incredibly uh, attractive and are completely fake. Yeah, and but can, a real smile, but speaking of, yeah, a Nora O'Donnell on, on CBS Evening News, I don't think her smile is fake, but it's not called for. You're doing the news and somehow why right. this notion that you should be smiling as much as possible because then they have to quickly bring it down when it's a, which most stories are disasters. Yes. But, well, why are people but going, they, I don't like her because she's not smiling enough right, during the right. horrible stories. That's because news is, is being told to us by somebody and we see their face. That didn't used to happen in the days of the newspapers where some hard bitten reporter be banging it out on a, on a manual typewriter yeah. and putting it and into it, the newspaper. You didn't see his face. No, and even in the early days of network television throughout the 60s, Walter Cronkite wasn't broadly smiling through all the stories. I mean, no. maybe once when man landed on a moon, boy, you know, <laughs> and he took his glasses off and that was a big genuine smile, but that was yeah. probably every 10 years he smiled. And as I'm not even be. sure that he smiled then either. He, you know, he was a serious newsman, yeah. but you're talking about a Nora O'Donnell. I totally know what you're talking about. I've noticed it. And I thought about it. The fact that there'll be some story that she'll be smiling the whole time. And I know that they tell her, Margaret, you, uh, 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 or Nora, you've got to learn to, you've got to get that smile out. The smile is selling you and it sells, you know, and yeah. of course they, they coach her and even yeah. they have something in her ear, ear talking and, and. Yeah. Bigger smile, more smile. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, look, a smile in the right setting. I mean, uh, merely just smiling at someone uh, obviously is a wonderful thing. You don't need all the words in, in foreign films. They do it much more than here. American films, they don't trust silence as much so you have to go hi i'm standing here right now i'm looking at you and i'm smiling you know they have to say it but in foreign films long periods where they're just gazing and a smile i, I just saw the wonderful uh louis Malle's the lovers 1962 no 1958 with ginger the other night and just how people fall in love they say with a glance so a smile certainly could do that too and in fact with you and sandy bringing it back to that uh you would say that that smile certainly uh brought you to begin to love us? Oh, absolutely. The smile is fascinating to me because, because it, for one thing, it is rare that somebody can just turn on a smile all the time, you know, whenever there's a photograph being taken, can, can just, and, and that the smile is so winning. It's such a great, totally believable, attract, and it has to do with the mystery of being attractive. Yeah. Like we, you cannot explain to me, Scotty, and, and, and if we could do this, we would be obviously, you know, more, there, there's uh, Nobel Prize, we would, we would laugh at the Nobel Prize. We need yeah. a, a huge, much bigger prize to, for if we can solve the mystery of beauty, but there's no real rhyme or reason to it, actually, why a, a, a gummy smile is so unattractive to me. Why is a little smile on a, in the case of that British woman, that steely little fake smile so ugly to me? And, and, and yet a, a similar smile that might be small might be, you know, uh, it, the, 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 you know, you can, you can map it out and, 
and like down to the millimeter of where the lips are. And you still wouldn't be able to explain it, Scotty. Well, and Tommy, this goes back to something we haven't thought about in a while, but during the days, well, I mean, well over a year and, and more, and I still do on public transport, wearing masks. Oh, my Think God. Think of how it took away our greatest attributes. Yeah, You couldn't just glance at someone in, in an elevator and smile because they wouldn't see it. Your eyes maybe could, you know, sort of portray something. But it really, we were definitely uh, uh, handed, so to speak, or handicapped in that sense, yeah. uh, not being able to smile. So thankfully, getting through that, people hopefully are feeling uh, better in general because they were not getting those smiles. People listening to this a thousand years from now are, are special. I think are very interested in that last sentence you said, yeah. because I'm sure that is one of the things people wonder about. How did they get through it where you couldn't see people's faces? You couldn't see their, like you say, their best attribute. Um, it was covered up, not just women in, in, in a, a conservative Muslim society, but men and women and, Children in particular were, uh, they say, that actually did have a detrimental effect on oh. their emotional growth. And I think adults in general, I mean, mental health issues, you know, I'm sure, spiked uh, during the pandemic. And, and you know, you know, a reassuring smile, gone. Yeah. You, could, you know, you could say, I'm smiling right now under my K95 mask, but it doesn't have the same import. So it really, it really doesn't. And Scotty, I have really noticed how when I, sm I smile much more, and we were talking about to the people like who are like cleaning our house and, and how that can change your life. Definitely it did by being nice to Ming, uh, Sandy's ex husband. Uh, she report he reports, and by the way, he was for years her ex-husband, by the mm -hmm. way. It wasn't like I broke them up. Just yeah. want to be, make that clear. Um, but he still worked for, with Sandy and, and um, for some very, I'm not sure why, because he got money from the communist government. Mm. But, um, uh, but smiling is so important in just every day, like oh, smiling at the grocery person, smiling at the... <laughs> At the uh, uh, person who, uh, you know, the the the, the um, person who makes your coffee, and you know, oh, the, yeah. uh, the the barista, smiling, 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 and it definitely does make a difference in in your life. Well, and and, I, and for you know, I'm, we'll be heading to Paris soon, and and we plan on having some historic and groundbreaking broadcast from Paris when I'm there. But you know, people always say. As if no one ever does it. Okay, when you go in a store, say bonjour. And, and it, well, I say that anyway here if I go in a, a place. and But definitely, I'm going to really work that smile. You don't say bonjour in American stores. In gay Paris, uh, yeah. Ginger. and, and uh, But because I want to, and I hopefully that'll go a long way. And towards not just having a great time in Paris, but also... Uh, having U.S.-French relations better than ever. Well, Scotty, we need that because, you know, there was some uh, uh, work concern about the, the last uh, uh, premier of France uh, get, make, playing footsie with uh, the Chinese uh, and, and sort of throwing America under the bus. So hopefully you'll fix that when you're over there. Oh, uh, among it, many other things. And, and just, uh, and hopefully- I would, I would hit that you know, make that on near the top of your list. Just, you know, put uh, American and French relations back on track. Uh, just make that, just get that done. And well, then 
And then you, your mind will be clear and you'll be able to enjoy the sights. And Well, and then I can go to taste. the Louvre after that. Yeah. I'll hold off seeing the Louvre and Mona Lisa until I solve U.S.-France relations. But, you know, I almost feel like I'm visiting. It should be easy to probably meet Macron. I mean, like, I, obviously it'd be hard to call a phone. I, I like to meet Joe Biden. Well, no, he, he's not available. But, the, oh, he's American, you know, political comedian, podcast with Tom Saunders. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be like, bring him over now, but certainly within a week or so. So I think there's a very, we, we joke about it as we do, but I think it's very real that I'll be able to meet with him and all the ministers and, and also revert his, reverse his pension reform plan. And then I'll be the hero of France and the working people. And then the question is, do I want to be like a Johnny Holiday or, you know, those who Americans who became big in France, but not in America. That, that's the, that's a whole for a whole other podcast. But that's a that's that is a dilemma you'll be facing, especially if you solve the the French, because I don't think they'll care as much that you'll fixed American and, and French relations. No, no. Vis-a-vis China. Uh, uh, as far as the America, yes, we're, we'll be very grateful. And you'll come back and there'll be a, something that there hasn't been in a long time, a ticker tape parade. Yeah where they'll have to have these old ticker tape machines and get them out and, and making manufacturing ticker tape. And then Wall you'll Street. have some environmentalists who will oh, scowl at that. And, and that that's going to be a big brouhaha. Yeah. But you'll smile, Scotty, and you'll yeah. be gracious. Throughout I'll win them over, too. And, and I'm going to have Greta Thunberg with me. And we'll we'll go yeah. hand in hand. And, and she rarely and, smiles to yeah. Greta Thunberg. And but so that's, that's going to be our goal. Laughing. Year. If just... Yeah. The two of you, you know, you you saying something to her. Let's get that photo. And she's laughing hysterically at something yeah. you said. That's a golden, you know, photo. I think everybody will want that. You know, but get. But as far as being Johnny Halliday, which is a great concern, and that would keep me up at night too. Yeah. If I was about to go to Paris and I knew I was going to very likely meet, uh, you know, the president of France. Yeah. And, and, and solve the get him to, and solve the, yeah, the get him to reverse the pension reform. And you want decision. to solve it so that you you're not sprayed with water cannons while you're walking down the Champs Elysees. Yeah, as a tourist, you really owe it to yourself to solve that issue of uh, the French uh, right now. For people listening, a thousand or two thousand years from now, even uh, the French were rioting because the, 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 the national government was going to raise the retire. First of all, the fact that there's a national retirement age is amazing. Well, it's a, uh, yeah, it was, it was lower. Do we have and, a national retirement age? I didn't. Well, it would be, it's an age when they could begin receiving their pension, which uh, is you know, very important. And, and, it, and it is, it, it's a big wonderful. deal, but, but by two years. Uh, and, right. And, well, it is a lot because it's gone up, but, but no, regardless. You're, you're, uh, Scotty, I, you're talking, you're saying the right yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and um, you know, I think that's the type of thing that's going to make you the Johnny Halliday of modern day France, because oh. you'll be a comedian. Everybody will want, you know, you, to see your comedy after you've solved the, this issue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it's true. I'll be able to comedian, you want to go see a comedian because they've solved a major issue. Oh, sure. And also, I have to say yeah. it's a little self-serving because this way, if I solve that issue, the won't uh, the Louvre will be open when we want to go. Sometimes it's blocked. So. You know, so as a tourist, it'll make it easier for it, me. It to... behooves you, Scott, yeah. to do that so that you don't get sprayed with water. Cans. Yeah, and just everything's open. I don't go. Oh, we wanted to go. It's closed today. So things like that. But in the end, it'll be good for everyone. And uh, right, it's uh, not just selfish. No, You're no, not no. Just... It begins. And by the way, nothing wrong with that. 
uh, as we've said, and we should uh, pursue on another occasion, uh, selfishness means taking care of oneself. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's not it's, a negative thing as, as it's always portrayed. But we, only, we don't just talk about negative no. things. Even yeah. when I mentioned the gummy smile, very unattractive, but not a bad thing. There's nothing evil about a gummy oh, no, smile. No, no, no. No, and it's uh, absolutely. And, uh, but Tommy, this began, uh, you know, with talking about Sandy. And then, of course, I talked about uh, Ginger. And, and what better uh, yeah. basis for any podcast about uh, wonderful women with great smiles who we love and who, as we said, uh, are, are a keeper, which again has. It's an odd expression because keep, uh, but but it means the, in the best sense that uh, we're lucky, uh, we're two lucky guys, and that's uh, what better way to wrap it up for today. Yeah, well, on that note, I'm going to continue being Tom Saunders. And I remain sincerely or Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.